Hey brother, are you engaged? Looking to get engaged? Maybe you have been married a few years, but for whatever reason you feel like the chivalry in the relationship has really subsided. You have not felt the need to really express your love and the romance and the compassion to your wife the way you have been. For some reason you don't feel like yourself and you're seeing that your wife is looking at you a certain way, she's talking to you a certain way. That spark, that twinkle that used to be in her, her eye for you is now gone. It's dimming. Or maybe you are afraid that that could happen to you in your relationship. The fact is, women in the 21st century now have standards that they require for their husbands and for their soulmates. And we cannot keep turning a blind eye to this. In this episode of the Millennial Man Podcast... We're going to be pulling back the curtains on the things that women have been expecting of their men in the 21st century as it relates to being marriage or husband material. This is the Millennial Man Podcast, where author of the book Millennial Man and host Adrian Young pulls back the curtain on standards for real men in the 21st century. And now here's your host, Adrian Young. Welcome back to the show, folks. How are you doing today? It is a great day to be alive. And today we are discussing what women are looking for in the 21st century in their husbands, whether it is that you are married or you are looking to get married um, as a guy and even as a, you know, uh, someone who has a desire to really get a soulmate and come into agreement on the terms of holy matrimony. Let's look at this from a perspective of women. What are women looking for? So again, if you're a guy out there and you're, you're kind of figuring out why am I not finding the right woman or what is it uh, that I should look for? Or in other words, what is uh, a woman looking for in me for me to really be a good husband. In other words, you may also be a husband who may be having difficulties in your marriage. Your wife may start looking at you differently, speaking to you differently, operating in a different way. You know, it makes you feel a little, little uncomfortable. And so we want to address that uh, based on some recent findings here. I am going to be referencing a, a Forbes article by Gina uh, Gudera. And I believe this article gives us about the top 10 uh, traits that women are looking for in their husbands. Uh, this study was done um, by sociologist Christine B. Whelan at the University of Pittsburgh and Christy F. Boxer at the University of Iowa. And they answered the age-old question by doing a survey of women in 2008, I believe. So this information is not as new, but it is more current. When we talk about areas as marriage and family, we know there have been shifts, but there are very slow to happen. And so I believe at this juncture in 2021, when if you're listening to this it, it, in 2021, could be later, um, there are still similar traits uh, in the DNA of what women are looking for in their husbands. So let me start off with uh, uh, number 10. And it says here, uh, a good financial prospect. As you know, here at the 
uh, Adrian Young podcast. My philosophy uh, that I've embraced for years is uh, the six F's, faith, family, finances, friends, fitness, and freedom. I will also be leveling up these traits top 10 traits against the, 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 the philosophy that I hold when it comes on to man uh, and, and women, you know, living and coexisting together, having to uh, agree on certain terms of, of life uh, with, with, with regards to these principles. And then I'll kind of match that up with what this study is pointing out. And so the first one in this case, which we agree with uh, a good financial prospect, you know, finance is a big part of what we believe in here. And uh, we do believe that men ought to be good stewards of their finances. It is a different era when we don't have the luxury of just standing by and, you know, just hoping that something happens. You know, we, we can't just assume that life is just is. We have to start taking steps to learning different financial principles so that our woman will see us as a, a leader in this area. It is one of the most important things for women, as you can see, on the top 10 list because women see money or they connect money to security. They connect financial stability to security. This essentially means where you live, the car you drive, the type of food you eat, how you are able to endure hardship, emergencies, challenges, good times and bad times, the amount of dollar that you are able to get your hands around determines this. We are not propagating that, hey, you have to, you know, get rich, you know, if you if you don't want to or if you're not a believer in, you know, acquiring a lot of wealth, but basic financial management and principles and discipline is what these women are saying they want. So if you're a guy here and you're listening to this and you don't have your dollar together, you don't have your money together, I know for sure that our women in the 21st century are looking to us as good financial prospects. Number nine is good health. That also matches up with what we talk about. Fitness is a big deal. Good health, being able to have a a, a healthy body, you know, healthy body weight. And let us say this, uh, a lot of people get offended when we talk about good health and we associate, you know, someone being slim or, 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 or fat, uh, we get offended. The bottom line is nutrition has no, no, no preferences. It's either we're in good health or we're not. And there are also some people who fall in a gray area that they were not, uh, responsible for their health condition. Some people may be in a, in a health condition that was imposed on them because of an accident, because of a, a malpractice in medicine, because of something that happened in their life, even through birth. So we're not saying in any way that uh, we are putting anybody down because health challenges, they come just on a whim. You just never know. You may eat something. You may jump in a car and go somewhere and you may get in an accident. You, you God forbid, but you'd never know what will happen to you. However, the large majority of, I believe what this article is talking about is people who voluntarily 
do not take an interest in their health. Um, those are the people who we're targeting. And I know people get offended, but hey, this is this is what it is. It's life. And so sometimes we have to grow up out of this notion that we're victims. It's it's either we're going to live up or in this case, man up to the fact that, hey, man, I'm out of shape. I'm out of breath. I can't go up a, a flight of stairs. I can't manage myself. My body mass index is too much for my legs to carry, for my heart to pump blood over my body. I have to do something about this. For some of us, I struggled with being slim, you know, too slim, you know, meager. Uh, uh, And so I had to do something about that. I had to do different um, meal planning um, specifications and watching what I'm eating, making sure that I'm working out right, making sure I'm taking the right supplements, making sure that I'm positioning myself uh, to look and feel the best I can look and feel. Some people, I know people who, um, they just got big, you know, just by just life happening and by lifestyle practices. And they took very drastic steps, whether it is they joined a fitness group or a fitness club, or they started to, you know, take specific supplements or they altered the way how they ate. Women are looking for this. They want men who are able to perform in the bedroom, Hey, it is what it is. Women want a man who um, who is able to 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 deal with the activity of life that surrounds their day to day act. You know their day to day goings. You know a woman woman doesn't necessarily want to have to engage in all the physical stuff if she doesn't have to. And nothing is more annoying than a, a able bodied man um, refusing to uh to to do what is necessary to deal with physical and and uh heavy lifting and leaving it up to a woman you know just by voluntary fiat no we want to be able to stand out as men um most women uh they do things and take things into their own hands because men are falling short in the area of strength uh, so good health is definitely connected to your physical abilities, but also that also uh, deals with your mental abilities as well. You know, having good mental health, stress management, how you deal with uh, challenging situations is going to deal is going to uh, deal a lot with your health. Even food affects your health, your mental health, even exercise and physical activity. They both work hand in hand. It's like a hand in a glove. You can't have physical uh, without mental. You ha- can't have mental without physical. It, it both works together. And so good health is important for women these days because they recognize you're living in a world that is 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 more and more increasing under pressure uh I'm putting them under pressure and they need the partnerships of their husbands to be there for them and for them to have all the assurances they 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 need for um for life on a daily basis and that requires for men to have good health number 8 here is ambition and industriousness i remember when i married my wife i was just a guy you know just getting out of college you know uh, we met when I was in, we just getting out of high school and I had nothing. I lived with my mom. I had a lot of ambition. I had a lot of drive. I had a lot of intent. And, 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 and today being married well over 10 years, being together for 13 years at this particular point, I recognize one of the greatest achievements I had in my life 
was family at a very young age. Getting married at age 20 was essential for my development because what that meant to me was, you know how you'll do well in high school, you'll have your, your clique there or you'll have a, a, a great you know, high school career. Maybe you did very well in, academically and, and, and then you leave high school and you go into the real world or you go to college and your performance falls off because character issues start coming in place. You're now getting older and more free so you can do more things. Your parents are not necessarily policing you the way they used to. Or you go live alone, you start making money, whatever it is, you realize that as soon as you start growing, a lot of people start falling off because they're no longer under that discipline. They're no longer under that structure that they were in in high school. Some people it's different, but for many people, they had like a a, a, a group or a, or a clique or they were known for something, whether you were the cool kids or you were the, 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 the nerds or, you know, the, the sports jocks, whatever you you had going on in high school, um, you realize you went into the real world and it was almost like you dropped in the wilderness. And for some people, some people were lucky to keep on that high-flying, successful path. Some people, you know, f- fell into groups that, you know, kind of help them to come up, you know, whether it is that they got into a really good job or a good career path. Or, and there's some people who just did not know themselves. People went into a identity crisis. I guess what I'm trying to say here is that um, the fact is when I got married, that was one of the most important things that happened to me because it allowed me to learn responsibility at age 20 when the people in my age group were partying, when the people in my age group were living reckless lives, when the people in my age group were scared to even think of family I got a head start on discipline. I got a head start on starting um, having a responsibility quotient and in terms of what that meant for taking care of my family. And that was serious. And that was a big deal to me. And I talk about on the podcast before when I bought life insurance because I realized I had no money. All I had was, you know, a little job that didn't pay me well. But if it was even for me to buy life insurance, to be able to provide for my family in the untimely passing of, of me, in, in the event where my son would be left without a father, at least there would be something there for my, my, my wife and my son to live off of. So for me, having a, a, a ambition and an industrious uh, uh, kind of nature, it comes from, um, for, from, from a, a place of family. For me, that was a big deal. And so a lot of people, they... They are still living in that high school fantasy. Their, their, their highest point of success and relevance and notoriety was in school you know, when they were, you know, seen as, you know, the cute girl or the, the you know, the nice looking guy or the handsome, you know, or the, the straight A student or the head boy or whatever. And now you're in the real world. You have to now find your footing. And for many of us men, we're afraid to get into relationships, but we're not realizing that that is really what makes us. I'm proud to say now having three children 
And living and looking back, I'm happy I made that decision. I'm happy I I remained committed to one woman for over these 13 years because hadn't it been for those small seeds that were sown, then, hey, where would I be today? I would have been uh, in jail or or in hell, (laughs) as Robert J. Watkins would say. The bottom line that we must um, get to as men is that we have to have ambition. You don't have to have it all. I never grew up with a father. My mom was a dressmaker. She was always working hard. We didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have much. But God, you know, and somehow he uses the partnerships of our life, like our marriages, to really bring out the best in us. And so having the ambition to go to a next level is not enough. You have to engage into activity that's going to cause you to really push forward in your plight to be a better man. So women are looking for an ambitious and industrious man who can take lemon and make lemonade, who can turn tough situations and and allow the family to go through with less pain, who can make sacrifices and work hard to make sure that roof is a roof is over our head and food is is on the table. And these are the things that we got to continue to do. And even in this day, a woman may not want you or desire you to, to make the money. They just want you to be a source of strength, knowing that you're going somewhere and it should encourage you as a man. It doesn't matter where you are in your life, that even though you dropped out of high school, maybe, maybe you're not in the best job. Maybe you're not at the best place in your life. This gives a big, wide open door. For you to be able to start thinking bigger because the more you begin to start establishing a different level of ambition your woman will love you for it she will respect you much more another one is pleasing uh, uh disposition a pleasing disposition is 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 simply being um cool with your wife being a, a friend to her uh being somebody who is desirable to be a, around uh, not because life happens and now, you know, we're in the real world and life is stressful. My politics is jacked up or, you know, my social norms are jacked up. Life is, is tough. I got to pay taxes and I got to do this. It doesn't mean that we should allow life to get the best of us to shape a, a, a person that is undesirable. I see a lot of people married for many years and it's almost like, you know, their 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 faces like they're sipping on lemon juice. They're always, you know, mad with each other. They're always, you know, frowning on each other. Where's that first love at that that love at first sight type of, you know, uh, excitement when you were dating her or, you know, when you just started in the marriage, the honeymoon period. What happened to all of that? You have to work to keep all of that going and it doesn't always start at sex it begins at a place of being a good friend being personable you know being uh pleasing uh, being desirable and learning each other's changes as you grow being sensitive uh, to each other knowing that she she struggles with little uh, love handles on her body now that she has had children stretch marks understanding that she may have a child when you when you meet and being sensitive to that, uh, it makes a big deal because uh, let's get it clear. Nowadays, we're having so many scenarios where men are going to meet women who already have children. Let's let's get it straight. Uh, that's going to be a big factor. I know a lot of men have a reservation when it comes on to that. But 
a lot of these situations will arise and you have to be able to be smart and sensitive enough to know your boundaries when it comes on to the children that you're going to come into their life um, and to, to father, to be a, a father figure to them. You have to be sensitive to that stuff. That stuff matters a lot to your woman and you have to be able and prepared and not just to come in for what you can get uh, or, or what you have to gain. But you have to be able to come to serve and to give, to be personable, to be responsive and to be responsible uh, for her happiness as much as you can. The other one is, uh, which is number six, is to be sociable. Um, hey, you know, when you get into that relationship or if you are in that relationship, when you marry the woman, you marry her family. Now you are getting to a point where you have to be a different person. Not in the fact that you're changing to please people or to do something, uh, to be some somebody that you're not, but being sociable means that you can have, you can hold a conversation. You can be able to be uh, agreeable, but not necessarily always agree with everything that people do. She may have disputes going on in her family. She may have different uh, areas, you know, you know, she may have crazy family members, a, a tricky uncle, you know. You have to be able, once you go to those family meetups or, you know, those, those funerals or weddings uh, and she's by your side and you are the man who she married, uh, don't embarrass her by just staying away from everybody else or, you know, just pretending like, Hey, nobody else exists and, you know, let's get out of here or no, we, we, we have to raise the standard of how we deal with our social uh, abilities. I know we're living in a social media era where we're more um, keyboard junkies, you know, we're key, we're keyboard uh, uh, um, warriors than we are, you know, regular people being able to hold a conversation, being able to deal with conflict resolution and 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 bringing the temperature of a room to a place where uh people can respect us for it being sociable is one of the best things you can learn to do the the fact is the greatest human resource well let me say this the greatest resource that exists in the world is the human resource and not being able to coexist to communicate and to deal with the above it's going to be a challenge because you have to deal with people. You may not like how people see things or view things, but being sociable helps you in a lot of ways, especially in your marriage. Your your wife's boss or co-workers may be of a different nature. It may be different from how you perceive um, you know, life to be or how they look at things may be different from how you look at things. But being sociable uh, doesn't necessarily um, cost you your your integrity or morality. It just establishes you as a person who stands for something. But at the same time, you're able to coexist with others. And so women love that. So because we're living in a more social world, she has her social media profile. She has her friends from way back. And, 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 and you now are into her life. So you are now subject to uh, her life in the past and, and who she has dealt with, who she has to deal with. So you have to be sociably enough to know your limits, know your boundaries, and at the same time, uh, be able to be respectful 
of her, her, her relationships and her friendships. All right. The next one that we see here, uh, number five, is education and intelligence. A lot of women now, as a matter of fact, statistics show that more women graduate with a tertiary level uh, of ed- education than men. We have more uh, women now getting a bachelor's degree, more women actually going back to school than men. And so that has naturally created a vacuum where more women are educated vastly greater than men. This creates a question in their minds because now their level of awareness has changed in terms of what they know they are now desiring someone with a different level of education uh, or with a similar level of education uh, because now that's their lingo or their language has changed they don't talk the way they used to talk before they have substance on a professional level whether it's a skill area whether it is a a master's or a doctoral or a bachelor's degree level or certificate level whatever uh, that particular skill set may be they're looking for someone who's able to communicate there's nothing worse than you being a communicated person uh, uh, educated person communicating with somebody who is uneducated because a lot of people who are uneducated, number one, they are intimidated by people who are educated. And let me back up a little bit. Education does not always mean formal education. I know a lot of people who have been very successful without formal education. And so being educated is a matter of a matter. Uh, it's a matter of being able to explain or communicate your level of expertise in a way that educates others uh, or you can function in such a way that can create value in the marketplace. Uh, some people are certified for doing certain things. Some people are not. Some people are just masters at their craft. Like my mother, she uh, she has been a dressmaker or a seamstress for over 35 years. She has some formal education, but majority of what she has done and learned how to do has been an informal life long journey she can communicate that in an effective way and she doesn't have to feel small when she's in an environment where there are really educated people because she has risen to the top of her field just by being good so we're not saying hey go grab a go try to get a degree to feel like you are the it what we're uh what we're trying to to, to, to talk about here is the need for men to realize that Women are becoming more and more educated. So it's either you're going to consider going back to school, consider staying in school, consider um, becoming a master at your craft, becoming so good at what you do that you are respected. Because all education is and the certification for education is, is just a matter of this is where I'm at. You can do that by showing a piece of paper. You can do that by holding a certain job. Or you can do that. You can do that by becoming an expert at what you do, and an expert that is actually making money or being effective in the marketplace of ideas where you, where 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 all views collide. So being educated is very important to women these days, and we know that you know it's all out war on 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 formal education these days because student loan is one of those things that people get, uh, you know 
stacked with and are, are, are that's a whole different conversation you know people are against the whole you know it's a scam you know universities this and that it pays so much for education and you can't get no jobs blah, blah, blah. i get it i understand that that's a different conversation what we're saying is that what women particularly like in 20 in the 21st century are men who have some level of education all right so another one is desire for home and children uh hey most women uh today we can say safely if they want to get married it's very likely that they want to have children and of course they want to be able to live together with their spouse or their husband that's the thing that we are seeing so if you're a man and you're not interested in having children you know uh, that you may be lucky if you find a woman who doesn't want children. She may be a career woman and she doesn't necessarily consider having children an option anytime soon or anytime at all. That's one thing. But for the most part, women have a biological innate uh, ability to, 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 to give birth sooner or later, whatever is going on in life. And if you're doing your keeping up your side of the bargain where she doesn't have to be worrying about different things, uh, especially financially. A lot of women don't become mothers or become mothers later in life because of financial and economic reasons. That means a man has a large part to play when it comes on to the economics of the home. But outside of that, um, uh, the, the desire for home and children is is what usually we're going to find ourselves in. You know, she's going to want children. Uh, you got to be prepared for that conversation when it comes up, because now going into this conversation about children is a whole different level as you know, it lines up with our philosophy, family. Family's a big deal. You know, that's what really changed my life. When kids come into the picture, it changes the game forever. We know this because it's all about, you know, the, continu- the, the continuum of life. It's all about the, the legacy building portion now where that little child will be dependent on me and, and my wife to have a life. They have to be nurtured. They have to be sent to school. They have to be developed and they have to be trained. They have to be fed, clothed loved all those are high level responsibilities that we must recognize it changes the game forever so be prepared for that conversation when it comes emotional stability and uh maturity these days we find that there's a lot of immature men that's around it's surprising but it's real a lot of immature men, what that, that, that means is they're still in high school mode. They're still in college mode. They're still trying to flex. You can't flex on your woman. You can't flex on your wife. You can't try to prove a point. You, tr- you can't try to be relevant in your thing just to prove a point. Uh, or you can't just uh, be disobedient, not disobedient, but disagreeable uh, just because you're trying to, uh, you know, create a, a, a make a statement. You, you got to be emotionally stable. You got to take the levels of adrenaline, you know, and testosterone. You know, we're a big proponent of testosterone, but you got to control 
yourself to the point where you allow for conversation to lead um, when it comes on to major decisions and, and things that happen in the family and in the in the relationship. Uh, uh, being mature is being able sometimes to take the lower seat, is being able sometimes to say, even if I'm right, because, you know, my wife or my girl, you know, um, who I'm going to get married to, uh, sometimes she 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 just she just wants to make a point, and she just wants to know that you're listening. It takes maturity to do that. Some people were brought up in environments where they were never given the opportunity to express themselves, and so and, and on top of that, some people grew up in abusive environments. So not being mature enough to understand her past, understand her present, and understand that her future depends on you giving her the ability, giving her the room to grow. If you're not mature enough for that, marriage is not ready. You're not ready for marriage. But that's what women are looking for. And so we have to reevaluate as men how we operate when it comes on to our levels of maturity. It's not all about the guys now. It's all about her. She's the center of your world. And you have to operate in such a way where as your best friend, you guys are operating on the same wavelength. Some people will get bumped out. You're going to leave and cleave. You know, you leave your mother and your father and your friends for, for, for the most part. And then now when you guys have gotten to a point of an understanding, then we can start establishing relationships that are conducive to our marriage because again it's difficult to have very deep friendships with people who don't have the experience of marriage and it takes maturity to take some people off your front row and put them in the balcony because at that point you're talking about a whole different type of reality uh, and you may be drawn into things that you used to do with this particular friend even though you're married and committed to your wife. So it's a big deal. So women require maturity. And maturity is a very broad topic. We recognize that. Maturity is not just about, you know, the small stuff that happens in the relationship or the big things that happen in a relationship, but maturity across the board, how you deal with, you know, attractions that you may have with other women. How do you move away from the things that would normally cause you to fall and would normally cause you to fall into uh, uh, lustful and, you know, um, uh, extramarital uh, activity? Maturity takes you to that place where you know you're a new person. You no longer operate on that level. So maturity Oh boy, and emotional stability is huge. Number two is dependability and character. That plays right into this next point. You got to be dependable. She, she has to know that when you say something, it means something. You have to have the character, uh, a, a quality that builds up her trust. She wants to know that what she saw in you on the altar, a, a man with potential, even though you may not have the degree, you may have the degree. You may not have the business. You may have the business. You may not have the, the car. You may have the car. It doesn't matter where you are. She wants to know that your character exceeds everything else. She wants to know that that same pursuit that you had for her, the, 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 how you crossed the I's and dotted the T's to get to that next level with her. You know, she wants to know that that pursuit is there because your character, you know, she fell in love with that person, the person who was ambitious, the person who was going somewhere, the person who has fallen down many times but continues to get up. That's what she wants to know. 
She wants to know that you are dependable. When you say you're going to pay this bill, you're going to pay the bill. When you say you're going to bring the groceries in, you're going to bring the groceries in. When you let her know that, baby, you're pregnant now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to put some extra hours in so that we can make preparations for this baby. She wants to know that you are going to be there. She doesn't want to know that you're missing in action. And when you're missing in action, you're not out there working, but you're out there lollygagging. And we do know that boys love to play. You know, boys will be boys when it comes to toys. We get it. It's, it's fine. But when it comes on to having relationships that are profitable and that are happy and that are fulfilling, and you're talking to a man in a 13-year relationship, a 10-year marriage, I've been through the cycles, and I'm sure I have a lot more to go through. But for many people who are not yet married or just married a couple of years, even up to five, even up to six years, it can be a great challenge because you're still getting to know her. It takes character to recognize that you can't just say everything that comes to your mouth. You can't just blurt out everything that wells up in your in your mind when you get upset with her. And so this is a great uh, uh, pivoting point um, when it comes on to uh, emotional stability. It's also dependability and character. And number one is, and all these seem to be matching up well, uh, uh, faith, family, fitness, finances, friends, and freedom. It all seems to be matching up like an arm and a glove. I actually agree with this study uh, uh, that was done. Uh, and number one is, which is the final one, is mutual attraction and love. That is a big part of today's society. We live in a very divisive society. We live in a society that is no longer simply about just getting together, getting married. Uh, and, and, you know, we know Eastern culture, the father comes together with another father and put the couple together. And whether or not you guys like each other or love each other or are attracted to each other, it doesn't matter. We are living in Western culture, and it's only going to get more intense when it comes on to people's ability to choose. A lot of people get into relationships squarely because of preconceived ideas, because he has this, uh, uh, the woman says, because uh, she is looking like this, the man says. That's, what's, that's what I want in a woman. Not recognizing that that's just the surface. You have to have a real attraction and a real love language that that person understands in order, in, in order for that relationship to thrive. You have to have an attraction level for that person that supersedes when she has a baby and the stretch mark comes. You have to have a, a, an attraction level for that person that when she wakes up in the morning and she has stinky breath. And you have to have a, a, an attraction to that person when the makeup is not on, the lashes are not on, and the, the braids and the weaves and the, the wig is not on, you got to have an attraction way past that. You got to have an attraction in terms of uh, uh, her character, her inner beauty. When she is sick, when she's at that time of the month, does your attraction wane when it comes on to those things? Because when you guys were meeting, she always put the best out. You went out to dinner. You know, she's going to she's going to dress bad to the bone. She's going to she's going to do everything that she possibly can to get your attention. But when her guard is down, when your guard is down, when she knows that she has you and and, and she's at the place now where, you know, she doesn't have to do all of that because she already has you. 
You know, are you going to give her continuously a reason to 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 to, to feel loved or to feel like she's worth it? Or are you going to, you know, stand aside and and wonder what happened? You know, it's important that there is a greater attraction than just what meets the eye. You have to fall in love with the person in from a deep place. And so I agree with a lot of what is happening in this particular study. I know this was a relatively longer um, podcast series, but guess what? We have to address this because many men out there today, they're looking for wives. Many women out there are looking for husbands and they have their requirements. I believe the next time we come again, we're going to talk about uh, what men are looking for in women. And this is going to be great, a, a great, a great podcast and a great series for women because they now are going to have the ability to know what we are looking for. I'm, I've been blessed to be married, you know, and I've said this countless times for an extended period of time over an, over a decade. And we've seen a lot of things. I love my wife more now than I did before. I thought I did before because we have experienced so much. We have learned so much about each other and it has created such a greater bond, especially having children and watching those children grow. Hey, I just want to leave you with that. I know this was, this was a longer version of the conversation but hey you can listen to this you're driving to work you know you're coming home from work you know you're chilling you know listen to it it may help it may give you insight on what you're doing wrong or what you need to do or it may give you some game it may give you some things to work on it may give you ambition to want to be better maybe you not getting a wife has nothing to do with how much money you got right now maybe it has nothing to do with how you look Maybe it just has something to do specifically with that assignment that you have on your hands right now. How well will you handle that assignment so that you'll come to the point of uh, uh, the pinnacle of your life so that you'll be respected? What have you built? Who's backing you? What's the level of authority that you have that gives you the right to make a claim on who you are so that a woman can see you from that place? And then I'm going to give you a bonus as a man, with all of those things that we've spoke about earlier, there's one thing you cannot miss in your plight to be a marriable person. You have to have faith. A faith, faith is super, super important. We know our philosophies meet up with what, what's here, but I never saw anything about faith. Your faith life is so important in terms of merging with someone else. You have to be at that place where you are able to pray uh, for uh, for your your spouse when things get challenging, when you can fix it, when things pass your ability to comprehend or to explain or to protect against. You have to have a relationship with God that gives you the access in prayer to really reassure uh, yourself and reassure your woman that you may not have all the answers, but you're going to go to the source to get those answers. And I know some people may think this is some spooky, you know, type of talking point. But guess what? We know that we have got on. Uh, we've, we've had situations in our life before where if it was not for God, the church people say, if it wasn't for the grace of God, I don't know where I would be. And they're right. There are certain situations, you know, that you find yourself in that you cannot find the answers to. And you just have to pray. How many times have you said, God, if you get me out of this, I promise I'll do better next time. That's because there's an innate ability for us as mankind to seek a higher being, 
for consultation, you know, to seek a higher being or in my case, the higher being, the all powerful God for insight. So if you enjoyed this, please put in the comment section or message me or write me. Let me know what you think about these points. Let me know if you agree or you disagree. Either way, I'd like to get your feedback on every area that I just mentioned a while ago. So uh, a good financial prospect, in, uh, good health, ambition, industriousness, pleasing uh, disposition, sociable, educated and intelligent, desire for a home and children, emotional stability and maturity, dependable character and mutual attraction and love. Hey, this is your friend and brother Adrian with the Adrian Young Podcast. I will see you again next time with another episode that talks about the men in the 21st century and the do's and the don'ts, the wills and the won'ts, and what affects us most uh, in, in a time when life is changing in such a rapid way and we need help more than we know it. Hey, you take care of yourself until I see you again. God bless you. Bye-bye.